Yo, I'm tired of shit, man. I'm tired of it. Alright, yo, tell me how you feel. Yo, son, check the fly shit, son. What's up, cousin? What you, how you doing? Yo, baby, check it, man. I got this new podcast idea. For real, man. Fuck all this 24 episodes about weird-ass movie shit, man. No doubt, no doubt. My man got it out of state for 15. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, fuck all of this podcast shit. You know, like, we gotta move, God. We gotta move. We gotta migrate. We gotta get the fuck out of Cincinnati, bounce, man, and start fucking with bigger and better shit. No more motherfucking podcasts about weird-ass Japanese movies. You know what I'm saying? When you waiting, you know what I mean? You know, it's a pot of gold right here. You know, this is it. This is glory, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, the first thing we gotta do, man, you know, with this cream when we get it, because, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta build, because I'm not trying to be just sitting on some motherfucking 200,000 and acting like I'm just a podcaster all my life. I got bigger and better plans, son. You know, you know what I'm saying? We gotta move on, man. And you know, you know I be fucking with anybody, man, son. So as long as the love and trust is there, we gonna grow, God. We gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? We gonna grow like a plant. Let's not think like we gonna be stagnating, man. Let's keep moving ahead, man. Keep our head up, man. Take care of our families, man. And let's build a new mutual aberration society, man. of MAS, um, only built for MAS, um, speak, to be more specific. Anytime um, I do a solo uh, episode of Mutual Aberration Society, uh, I will s- slap on the, the only built for MAS uh, in front of the episode, just so listeners kind of know uh, what the deal is. Uh, and that's why I have, uh, for those who, who don't know, that's why the intro is basically me remaking the intro to uh, Only Built for Cuban Links, the uh, Raekwon uh, of the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, the chef, the chef's debut album. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where that, uh, that comes from for those who aren't hip to the reference. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, today uh, I'm going to be talking about a bit of... Uh, V Cinema. Um, now, uh, V Cinema is interesting because it is a catch-all term uh, to describe uh, basically low-budget direct-to-video Japanese movies. Um, the actual f- term is, I think, V Cinema, or, or that that label is owned by uh, Toei, I believe. But uh, it's pretty much used to describe uh, a whole genre. Um, that happened, you know, in the late '80s, at the you know early '90s, at the the height or the boom of the home video sort of uh, revolution, if you wanted to call it that. Uh, back in the day, um, like I said, we had direct to video here, but like in Japan, they had direct to video, but it was called V Cinema. Um, and in fact, the movie that I'm going to be talking about actually opens with a literal V Cinema logo. And that movie is uh, Guzu, The Thing Forsaken by God, Part 1. Now, there was never a Part 2 to uh, Guzu, but, you know, it's a great memorable title nonetheless, right? Guzu, The Thing Forsaken by God, Part 1. <laughs> uh, now, um, this movie is only one thing. It's, it's, it's dope because it's, it's only 40 minutes, okay? And it's from 1986, and it's directed by... Uh, Kazuo uh, Komazu. Now, uh, Komazu is uh, an interesting director because when you really look into him, he's directed, uh, for lack of a better word, a lot of porn. Um, <laughs> uh, but not like literal. I mean, well, there might be some literal porn in there. 
Uh, but some of the th- some of the movies uh, that he's known for are, um, I think, Entrails of the Virgin, um, Entrails of a Beautiful Woman, um, Battle Girl, uh, The Living Dead in Tokyo Bay, which is a zombie movie. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, I thought about doing an episode of MAS on uh, on Battle Girl, The Living Dead in Tokyo, because it's kind of like Escape from L.A. with zombies, but set in Tokyo. Um, Pretty dope movie. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I might, I might do that again. You never know. I'm, I'm, I'm known to double back on, on, on filmmakers and directors, even though I'm not quite sure if I have. I mean, I'm not even gonna bother to go back and look to see if I ever have. <laughs> uh, you just have to take my word for it, or if the, if you've listened to every episode up to this point, you know if uh, I have or haven't. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can fact check me on that. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that will be a future uh, MAS episode. Uh, but today uh, we'll be talking about uh, Guzu again, uh, the thing forsaken by God, part one. Uh, so the the synopsis that they have written for for this movie on Letterboxd is as follows. Here we go. Let's see if this is uh, a good one. <laughs> Upon visiting a secluded summer home, four high school girls are not. I can't read. Let's let's try this again. Take two. Uh, upon visiting a secluded summer home, four high school girls are soon targeted by a horrific creature in the basement, with a knowing housekeeper trying to keep the unspeakable heap secret at bay using a flute. Okay, well, that is somewhat. Um, that is somewhat a uh, accurate-ish, accurate-adjacent uh, description of this movie. Uh, to be fair, um, yeah, to be fair, the the woman who is in the house is an archaeologist, right? Um, which we discover because, well, they tell us. Uh, and the girls uh, visiting the summer home, the four high school girls, who were introduced to sort of, uh, you know, just having a good time. It's very, you know, I don't know. It's very, the tone when the movie sets is light and seems like it's going to be a fun, you know, girls trip style movie or just young, young women bonding, you know, uh, type of movie. Uh, but oh, oh no, we are not, uh, we, we are not in for that kind of movie. Um, so these four girls, uh, they're like basically, they show them like, doing things together, you know, and then playing a game of cards or whatever. And ultimately one of the girls gets bored because she always loses. And then they say, I one of the, one of the girls says, all right, well, let's go. Cause it's time for them to go to this secluded summer house that they've been planning this trip for, uh, which again, one of the girls is the, the daughter, uh, of a professor. And apparently this professor owns this house. Or has maybe it's a timeshare type of deal. I don't know. Do they even have timeshares in Japan? I don't know. Um, but anyhow, uh, the four girls go, and there's a woman staying there who's basically, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call her the housekeeper. Maybe she's just someone who like stays in the house so she can work on her projects. Because again, she is an archaeologist, and the fact that one of the girls' father is professor, maybe that's where the connection comes from. But either way. Uh, this archaeologist, this woman who's, you know, the girls are greeted, you know, by when they get there. Uh, she seems like a very nice woman, but definitely someone who is uh, got some other things going on. And we soon discover that, you know, as the girls are like walking around the house, one of them is by herself and she's uh, just exploring. And then we see a tentacle sort of reach out uh, behind her. But it doesn't do anything because by the time she feels a presence, she turns, it's already done retracted and pulled away. And we're like, yo, what, what the hell's going on? Um, and we do get glimpses because the movie actually opens, uh, which I probably should have said before. Before I said it opened with this idyllic scene of these four young women bonding and having a good time together. Uh, it actually opens with a whole like preamble where it shows this sort of... Uh, it kind of gives us a glimpse of Guzu. I mean, Guzu's name is a is a very like 
appropriate one because Guzu looks like a fucking goo. No, not even goo. Just goo comes out of it, but it kind of looks like a scrotum with a uh, fucking a slimy scrotum with the head of one of the uh, creatures from Tremors. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what Guzu looks like. Um, Guzu is this 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 fucking weird creature, and there is this whole. Uh, opening sort of uh this is this i don't know how accurate the translation is to sort of the uh opening voiceover but the voiceover is describing this creature this creature guzu that's ancient and that like has no shape or form but like uh it, it explains that it could actually uh like a parasite it can like take the form of a human sometimes which we actually never see uh but it does sort of come back into play at the end of the movie, um, and it kind of makes sense uh, a little bit once it does. Uh, but yeah, we get a we get a quick introduction to this idea of this beast, this 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 thing, this forsaken thing, this thing forsaken by God even. Mm. <laughs> oh, yo, yeah, um, I'm not gonna be doing stand up anytime soon. So uh, yeah, um, so forgive me for my, my 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 lame attempt at a joke or a pun, uh, but. Yeah, so we're introduced to this this go this Guzu character via this sort of opening, you know, uh, if you want to call it a prologue, or like like I said, um, a preamble of sorts, and then we get to the wimp, the, the the young women, the, the young high school girls, and then to the house, and then we we meet we meet this uh, housekeeper slash archaeologist woman. And then we quickly understand that she is working, what she is doing, some sort of uh, experiment um, or something with this Guzu thing. Uh, because the girl who's exploring the house goes to the basement and she's immediately, like, as she approaches this door, she's immediately uh, intercepted uh, by the woman, the archaeologist. And she tells her, you know, like, what are you doing down here? And she says, it smells really bad. There's this really weird smell. What is that? And she explains to her, like, oh, like, I use certain chemicals to help me sort of uh, more or less figure out uh, the, the sort of uh, the, the, the ancient creatures or I think or whatever, whatever sort of uh, archaeological sort of uh, things she's discovered, like the excuse, again, these, these are subtitles. I'm not sure how accurate these translations are, but she gives her, it, I mean, it sounds like a valid excuse. You know, it sounds like a valid excuse. She's saying like, you know, oh yeah, you know, I'm an archeologist and I, you know, I've, I've, I've discovered some, some, you know, some old creature or some, some old, I don't even think that might be the word she used, but we're getting the sense of like it's an animal or you know some or like some or a dinosaur you know even I mean uh, or whatever but she basically you know tells her you know that's the reason you know that there's a strange smell but also like you you can't come down here like I I take my work very seriously and you need to respect that you know like listen I know that you're you know the professor's daughter and everything but like you know um, I t you know this is sort of you guys are here and, and that's fine, but you also know that I'm actually here. I've been here the whole time because I, I'm, I'm supposed to be here to be working on, you know, uh, this, this mysterious project that she's working on, which we quickly understand. I mean, the movie's 40 minutes. We quickly understand it's, it's the creature. It's, it's this Guzu, uh, being, if you want to call it one. Um, and the girl's like, okay, cool, whatever. Boom. So then we see the girls sort of like decide to sort of go out together. Um, and why, while they're out, uh, I think they go to the pool because there's a pool there. Because again, this is, it's, a, it's a pretty nice little little setup that they have. This pad, the sort of amenities that are there. It's it's in a secluded sort of, I don't know, foresty area with, I think it's got a pool. All, all types of ill shit, you know, stuff you could kick it with. Like, you know, like a really dope, Airbnb, <laughs> um, to 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 put it in t uh, terms that a a a, a twenty twenty three millennial might understand. <laughs> I don't even know if we have anybody that young listening to this podcast, but you know, shout out to y'all. Uh, but anyways, um, 
Yeah, so while the girls are out, uh, we see uh, the woman basically go into their bags and break all of their mirrors. And we don't have any explanation for why she's breaking the mirrors, uh, but we soon discover why. Uh, but as the girls are in the pool, um, one of the girls uh, gets like some sort of weird slimy thing on her arm. Uh, we don't know what it is, uh, but it like cuts her. She's like reacts to it. You know, all the girls get out of the pool. And then we notice there's like a mirror in the bottom of the pool. And maybe that's what it was. And maybe that was because, you know, I tend to do this. Uh, I tend to like watch something uh, and, and misinterpret it. I'm not quite sure if if she was under the bottom of the pool and she sliced her arm on the mirror because there was a mirror under there or if there was something on her arm. Again, like subtitles on this kind of like, I don't know if I can trust them. Uh, but I, the first time I watched it, I, I, I was assuming that it was, you know, like it looked like something was on her arm. But again, that might have just been the cut because the cut looked very similar once they had it like a little bit more of a close up on, on the cut on her arm. Uh, but then you start to show it starts to show all these other mirrors at different places, like along along the area in the forest or whatever. Um, they have mirrors set up on trees, mirrors set up in different different parts you know, of this area where this house is located. Uh, and then we're back uh, with with the girls inside. They're, uh, they're sleeping. Um, one of the girls gets up. Uh, that's actually the girl whose arm got cut. And she walks down to the kitchen. Um, and on her way down to the kitchen, she looks, she passes, there's a mirror on the wall. She looks in the mirror and a tentacle uh, comes out of the mirror and wraps it wraps around her neck and begins to like pull her towards the mirror as she's struggling with this tentacle freaking out. Which I mean, to be fair, if a tentacle came through a mirror, uh, you know, we we would all have a similar response, right? Um, so she's fighting with this this tentacle, uh, which of course it's it's Guzu, you know, Guzu, and apparently Guzu can uses mirrors, like he can go through mirrors. That's an aspect of this, you know this uh forsaken thing this this creature it's one of its uh abilities for some reason uh, again not really explained there is like some this there's some like lovecraftian kind of aspects to this creature um you know a little bit of and also kind of like some john carpenter's the thing kind of shit going on too i mean this movie's from like 86 too this is so like it's doing some like pretty and honestly to be a low budget you know uh directed video I will I will say this: the effects in Guzu are are pretty good. Like the gore and the creature effects in Guzu, are, they they hold. They're not. They're 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 above the standard uh, of movies at this kind of uh, budget and at, at, at these like are it are in this sort of like V cinema uh, direct to video or at least just to direct to video uh, in general. Like the the effects in Guzu. Uh, it's what you're here for. You know what I'm saying? It's what you're here for. Uh, so she's struggling with this, uh, these tentacle. And, and yes, um, these are young girls. Uh, and yes, I said tentacles. And yes, this is Japanese. And this is definitely um, uh, a fetish film in disguise to some degree. It's not like overtly, heavily. Like it's not like there is no actual like sex scenes in this. Uh, but uh, let's come on. Komizu, Komizu is is a director who has directed these kinds of movies. You know, these kinds of like uh, I don't know Roman pornos and pink film, pinku pinku iga films. And uh, 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 Komizu has definitely done fetish films and straight up sort of uh, softcore porn sort of Japanese movies. So yes, on some level, this movie sort of does work as one of those strange sort of fetish movies even though it's not like overtly but the girls are sh are, are young and they do get attacked by this monster and there has to be some weird ass motherfucker uh watching this and getting getting their their or their rocks off uh so to speak watching this shit <laughs> um but yeah she's struggling with these tentacles she screams out, um, and when she does scream out, uh, the, that's when Guzu retreats, and all of the girls come downstairs, 
Uh, but before before the girls even or get to her, he do, the Guzu does like he he wounds the girl. I like one of the there's just another tentacle comes out with like two like what look like I don't know claws almost and they like stick impale her in her cheek and then before it like pulls away um, and disappears back into the mirror um, so she's left with this these sort of like miniature you know puncture wounds in her cheek um, and the girls show up and they see what and she's explaining what happened something came out the mirror and immediately the archaeologist woman is there and she's already trying to sort of you know, say, oh, it, you, it must have been a dream. You know, there are animals that come here at night and it happens sometimes, you know, it might have been a bat, you know, and immediately the other girls are like, the other, the, the high school girls, the young girls are looking at her like, this woman is, what, what are you, what are you saying? Like, no, or whatever, right? So uh, she gives them the bullshit excuse and of course they're not buying it, but you know, it's whatever. So the girls go back upstairs Um and then I'm trying. I'm trying to recall um, sort of what happens um, that really kick really kicks kicks off uh, the rest of the movie. Because I said again, cool thing about this movie: forty minutes. So you already know going in, they don't have a lot of time to fuck around. They don't have a lot of time to waste. And we're gonna get right to the we're gonna get right to the gory the gory bits. Um, so and. What I mentioned before, and this is this is just shows you kind of shows you how my mind works in a nonlinear fashion. I mentioned the the scene with the mirrors, right? Well, that scene doesn't come before this scene. Uh, this the actually the, the scene where where the archaeologist woman breaks all the mirrors happens the next morning after this 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 scene occurs. Uh, uh, so, or not even it's not even the next morning, right? Or am I tripping? Because she goes down at night. Right. And she wakes up and she, now she has like a little cute little bandaid on her face. I say cute because it's like it looks like a, a kid's bandaid. I think it has like like unicorns or something on it or whatever. But she has a bandaid on her cheek over, over the wound. Um, and the other girls want to go out. Uh, right. Just to go out and, you know, ride right around the forest and, you know, do, you know, what whatever their young high school girl shit they want to do together. Right. Um, you know, sisterhood of the traveling pants style shit that's what they want to get down you know um so they're like we want to we're gonna go and then the other girls like uh who who you know who got attacked by guzu through the mirror is like i'm gonna stay i'm gonna chill or whatever uh so y'all 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 go ahead and go um or maybe not maybe i could be wrong um i could be wrong um because again i haven't rewatched it uh, I, I watched this the other, I, I literally watched this, uh, not even that long ago, but you know, so this, so my recall might be a little off, uh, at the placement of, of when the mirrors are broken and when the mirrors aren't broken, but either way, the mirrors are broken. And at a certain point when, when the girl who's attacked is alone, she actually goes into the bag cause she says she wants to see her face. And then she discovers like uh, the mirrors are broken, right? Um, and that's when the other girl, I think, I think the daughter of the professor, comes in the room and she's like, "Yo, what the?" You know, she sees that the mirrors are broken, and it, it's a whole little moment uh, that sticks in my mind for some reason. Um, because again, I guess it's trying to hammer home this idea about the mirrors, like, and, and the, that this creature can go through the mirrors. Um, but anyhow. Uh, why, I think I think at that point, at, at some point, um, the girl who was attacked is by herself again, right? Um, and uh, she decides, dumbly, okay, um, yeah, just that's this. I don't know why she has this, but she wants to go down and look at the mirror again to sort of confront, to figure out what's going on, like, or to confront this fear. And uh, she goes down to the mirror um, again. She's by herself. None of the girls are there. Uh, they're all out, out, out together, frolicking in the fucking forest, uh, um, as young high school Japanese girls do, uh, frolicking in the forest. Uh, so as, as she goes to the mirror, and Gozu this time isn't fucking around, and comes out with the tentacles come out, a whole bunch wrap around her, pull her into the mirror, and then we get this scene with her being sort of basically destroyed uh, by Gozu. Or Go Gozu, shout out to uh, 
the, the Mike movie in, in the, the Bleachy Warhol episode, the two-part episode, go listen. Uh, no, Guzu, not Gozu. Um, not to confuse Guzu with Gozu. Uh, tomato, tomato, Guzu, Gozu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I make myself laugh. I get that. Um, and, and no one else. Uh, no, I, I'm kind of funny at times. I got my moments. Uh, but yeah, so... This this whole scene plays out uh, where where it's pretty it's a pretty gnarly looking uh, gore scene where one of the tentacles you know goes inside of her mouth and then we watch like as the girl's like something in her stomach begins to like uh, force its way up out it's a real, the scene like it looks like some shit again like um, Rob Bottin level kind of effects Rob Bottin is the guy who did the the creature uh, effects for again carpenters the thing it definitely has some vibes like that it's definitely pretty impressive um so she gets completely murdered uh the girls come back they can't find her right and immediately they're like they're looking for her they're going crazy like where'd she go where'd they where'd she go they ask the uh the professor's daughter character ask uh you know the archaeologist woman you know about the friend and did you see her and then of course Immediately, the archaeologist woman we know knows what, what, what the deal is, right? And, and the girl has a sense she knows what the deal is. So she kind of confronts her about it. Like, you know, what, what are you not telling us what is going on? And, of course, the archaeologist woman is like, oh, it's nothing. You know, she's probably just, just you know, out somewhere, you know, just went off to, she got lost in the forest. She'll probably, looking for you guys, she'll probably turn up. So they proceed to look for her some more. It gets late. And the girls are back in the house with with the uh, housekeeper slash archaeologist, and they're like, "All right, we should call the police." And of course, the archaeologist is like, "Nah, we we we, we should just wait. So we we shouldn't call the police yet." Again, of course you should. Of course you should call the fucking police. And of course, uh, the girls aren't having it. The professor's daughter is like, "You know what? Like, you need to tell us. You know what the hell is going on." You know, it's 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 what you're studying, right? Because there is a moment where she's she's looking at the archaeologist woman through the window, uh, where she see you know when she's by herself, um, the professor's daughter character, and she sees her coming in from the forest, and she's carrying a, what looks like a hunk of uh, spoiled meatloaf, which is basically a piece of guzu um, in a giant like petri dish. Or some or some kind of pan, um, and she sees her walk it walk into the house with it, and then go down into the basement or whatever. So she knows it's like yo, it's the thing in the basement, right? And the whole you know a disagreement strikes out, but oh, but homegirl isn't listening. She's like, nah, my friend is gone. Like I need answers, dog. I, I, you know, which which it's true, right? So she goes uh, to the basement, um, opens the door up. Big mistake uh, because when she does. It's almost like she's like uh, transported into like the the nether world or some shit. But it's just basically the basement. But the, it's the way they do it. Like she opens the door and immediately it cuts to her like sort of like falling and like in, like in, or not even falling as much as just sort of uh, the camera making it seem like she's kind of falling, but she's really completely still. <laughs> and she's and now she's down in the basement with uh, Guzu, and of course. Uh, Guzu, you know, um, I, th I think she, she's in the basement and she sees what's the remains of, of, which isn't much. Like, I think there's like an eyeball there and just a bunch of just disgusting, like scraps of flesh-like material on, on the floor. And she, I guess she immediately recognizes like, oh, this must be, you know, this must be their, their lost friend. Um, and obviously she freaks out, but that's when you, Guzu, he, he pops out, you know, full looking again, like a giant, you know, Lovecraftian nutsack. And like he's attacks her tentacles out, you know, boom, that whole thing kicks off. She's, she, she's, uh, she's pretty much taken out, um, in a very sort of memorable way. Uh, and then like at a certain point, this whole, this whole thing, once this happens, once this scene um, happens, we, we, we do we do get a whole sort of uh, more more or less like it kind of becomes a chase uh, at this point. Like 
the the woman, um, the archaeologist woman, basically, uh, she gets she gets killed uh, because all the girls, I think, all of the girls, like once once the uh, once their friend is like killed, then the other girls, and I think the archaeologist woman. That's when they like run into the basement. Um, the archaeologist woman is is immediately uh, like killed by Guzu, you know, and the girls watch the two the the two remaining girls watch as 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 Guzu literally like chomps her chomps her head off of her. It's pretty great. And then Guzu starts to run after the girls. A chase ensues. They run up the steps, right? Um, and there's this whole cool moment um, of of where and uh, like. Uh, they lock themselves into into a room, and yes, I am spoiling this. So if you got to this point, um, I've already spoiled two kills for you. You can watch this on YouTube. It's free. Someone, someone, some saint, saint, <laughs> some some uh, 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 generous person, some someone who's who's within the spirit of sharing cinema. Um, uh, thankfully, put this up on YouTube. Um, there's other ways to watch this movie too. Um, I have an actual copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a flex. I'm just saying. That's just the way I watched it. But there is a so I can't vouch for the quality of the subtitles on the YouTube. But I'm sure they're fine. I'm, I mean, I can't vouch for the quality of the one on the copy I watch. Uh, but yeah. Um, at this point, I'm going to tell you the, how this movie ends. Um, it doesn't really. Again, the whole point of me talking about a lot of these movies. That I talk about uh, is always because I try to pick ones where you can kind of tell the whole thing and it doesn't really spoil it because they're not really about I'm not a big plot guy you know I'm, I'm not a big plot guy in general um, as a writer either you know I'm, I'm from the school that uh, the plots are for pussies um, uh, shout out to uh, Scott Rosenberg I think I heard him say that one time um, but yeah I'm definitely not uh, I'm definitely not um Someone who's a big plot guy. So I try to pick movies that are more based on uh, the experience of watching them is about watching them. Me, me relaying to you um, what happens and, 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 and what doesn't happen won't ruin you actually experiencing it for yourself. So I, I definitely feel like uh, Guzu is one of those movies. But again, if you don't want to be spoiled, stop right here. It's only 40 minutes. Watch it come back um so at this point uh the girls they they board themselves up into a room right um and they think they, they put like they I think it's like a kitchen style area not even i don't even know what kind of but they put like chairs and a table up against the door uh and and of course guzu's behind the door he's trying to get in can't get in but it's guzu so there's a mirror there uh, right, so like he gets in, through, like tentacles start to come in through the mirror. Uh, one of the girls is literally her ankle gets sort of wrapped in the tentacle, and a uh, smartly um, the second this the girl who's not being uh, uh, attacked by Guzu, who doesn't have a tentacle wrapped around her her, her ankle, breaks the mirror, um, and then we see basically the tentacle more or less like disintegrate like or, or sort of like once the mirror is broken um the tentacle falls to the ground and then we watch it in sort of these kind of like uh stop motion style sort of time dissolve or, or you know like um it's a very crude but effective effect you know where we watch this tentacle sort of like degrade in front of their eyes um but it doesn't stop guzu because then the, t the tentacles start to come from the ceiling and they're like all over and like one of the tentacles, like I think it like uh, it like takes a chunk out of flesh out of one of the girl's thighs. But what comes back into play at this moment is, and what it mentioned in the in the synopsis of the letterbox, uh, in the synopsis that I read from the letterbox uh, description, uh, where it says the housekeeper is trying to keep the secret, uh, you keep the unspeakable heap uh, a secret. Uh, at, or what I think the words were at, at the housekeeper trying to keep the unspeakable heap secret and at bay using a flute right I think that's what I read uh, I should just look at it because I have a laptop but you know whatever uh, if you guys haven't noticed I just do this this is you know you either rolling with it or you're not <laughs> uh, no editing on this shit um, but yeah uh, 
a girl grabs a flute and again I'm not quite sure how she knew, knows to do this and I'm not even quite certain at what point in 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 Guzu that there's an even introduction to the flute I'd have to rewatch it uh, because again I do I do have a tendency to miss stuff and this is just me sort of recalling it after seeing it not that long ago but she does start playing the flute and the flute for some reason um, is like Guzu's weakness because she plays this little tune and like as she's playing this little tune and the tentacles are all around them flailing from weird places that they shouldn't be I'm, I'm assuming like Guzu's like a squid you know how like you ever seen a squid uh, try to get into a, a closed jar and it's trying to find its way so I'm assuming like somehow it's outside the door but its tentacles can stretch and find crevices and cracks that are in the ceiling or in you know below so there's tentacles everywhere it, and it doesn't really matter if it makes any sort of like sense in terms of its physics or 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 the actual how is this possible it doesn't really matter it's a movie about some fucking creature that in a basement killing killing girls you know um so let's not get let's not get too hung up on the details folks let's just let's just ride with it again 40 minutes we've made it this far we're rolling with it so uh yeah so guzu is here tentacles flailing uh the girl starts to play the little tune on the flute and it's working because as she's playing the tune on the flute, we, we see the tentacles start to sort of slowly pull away and dissipate. And then um, then it cuts to this interesting moment where I didn't quite catch this at first. Um, we watch Guzu in the basement um, get sort of shrink or shrink within himself, right? Um, and, and as he's shrinking, um, we see it turn into a turtle um and if you don't pay attention you can kind of miss this and i i did actually initially miss this i didn't realize he was turning into a turtle uh, i had to actually play it back because like there's like we notice like there's a little pattern we see appear on the on the shrinking guzu creature and the pattern is like the bottom pattern of the shell like you know on a on a on a turtle, like if you look at a ninja turtle, <laughs> look, I have to use a ninja turtle as an example. When Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and Michelangelo are standing upright because they are ninja teenage turtles, um, their chest, the turtles have a, a chest plate, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, that chest plate, that is, you know, what connects uh, the front of the shell, right, because the back of the shell is the round part. So the front of the shell, we see that sort of develop on the creature. And remember, in the beginning, I said there's this whole intro and this whole opening of explaining that Gozu can take the shape of humans or other things. Well, this is where it comes into play. This is where, you know, that, that voiceover um, part sort of said that primed us or set us up for this moment. We watch we watch it turn into this, this turtle. Um, and the way it's done is it's sort of like again, and it's it's you have to you have to kind of like pay attention a little bit to catch that this is what's happening, or maybe not. Maybe maybe you guys are just very sharp and can and, and saw this right away. But to me, I had to like stop and go back because the way the way it's sort of the way that uh, Kamizu sort of shoots this is to me it wasn't completely uh, obvious that that's what's happening. Until I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, it is obvious, but it's not necessarily, you know, um, you could miss it because, again, I did miss it. But it turns into a turtle and it does it sort of shows the effect isn't a complete transformation. It kind of again, it shows that little bits of chest, the, the front part of the turtles, the front part of the turtles, like sort of chest area. And then it like does a dissolve to a turtle on its back. In, on a rock in the middle of the forest, right? And at that point, like, it's 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 the film and the filmmaker saying, "Hey, look, now it's a turtle." <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And the girls, uh, they have uh, saw back at the house that like the creature is no longer like trying to get in there. It's it's silent. The girls they stand up. Oh shit, we did it. Of course. They get the hell out of there, and as they're running, um, they run. They run out of the house. They run through the forest to flee, 
And as they're running, what do they come to but an overturned turtle um, laying on its back, in the back of it, laying on its shell. Um, and they're like, oh, it's a turtle. Like, And of course, they pick the turtle up. They're like, oh, maybe, you know, I think I think the, the, the words uh, that one of the characters says is like, did you lose your friend? We lost our friend too. You can be our friend. Again, I don't know how good these subtitles are. I mean, that's what, I think that's what it said. That's what I read. That's what I remember reading. Okay. Um, um, don't, don't hundred percent, uh, take my word for it, but it's something, something along those lines. Um, so the girls pick the turtle up and, uh, they leave with the turtle. And as they're leaving, uh, one of the girls glances back over her shoulder, like towards the house and it freeze frames on that look or towards the area where they came from. Cause I think they're significantly far, farther from the house. Now they probably can't even see it, but she's glancing back at freeze frames and it's, that's that's where it ends and it ends with this sort of note of like oh shit like so what's going to happen like um is 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 the turtle going to is this is going to start over are they going to take the turtle with them and guzu is going to kill them or is this whole thing going to be or is guzu for you know because we know guzu's not dead he turned into a turtle uh find out in part two right 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 no part two never never came out so we never do find out um so yeah, that and that is basically, uh, you know, the end of of of, of Guzu, um, the thing forsaken by God, part one. Um, a little a, 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 again, this movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It, it never it, it it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not. It doesn't stay around long enough. For you to like, you know, I don't, I can't see how you can watch this movie and not, and not enjoy it. It's, it's, it's one of those quick, digestible, uh, like, kind of, you know, gore, gore, a gore film, horror movie, a little bit of fetish thrown in there, but it's never too much of either of those things. It's just, it's just enough, right? You know, it's like, um, it's just right, you know? Like uh, uh, fucking uh, Goldilocks would would fuck with this because it's just right. Yes, that's I did a Goldilocks reference because that's how fucking much of a I don't know. Like I don't know what that makes me that I did a, a, a Goldilocks reference, but I feel like that's a relatable reference. Everyone knows it's it's, it's it spans it's across the generations. We all know Goldilocks, but yeah, this it was it's just right. Okay, this is just right uh, when it comes to uh, it being sort of a horror movie, a gore movie, a little bit of fetish. It's like a perfect intersection of those things. Um, and it's it doesn't ever lean. I mean, it's definitely a horror movie. It's not like it's not like any other kind of if, if it's a horror movie. Like it's not. I mean, just listening to what I described, like it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this is. Some sort of uh, uh, no, no, it's a horror movie, but but it does have those other elements, and it's and it's definitely created by um, a filmmaker who who is known for sort of all of those things. Um, so yeah, um, I will definitely uh, post a link to the to, to this movie, the YouTube, the free one, uh, in the show notes, um, so y'all can check it out. Um, but yeah, do yourself a favor and, and watch Guzu. Uh, it goes down easy. It, it's not, um, again, if you can't watch an, uh, a 40 minute flick, you know, um, come on, what are we doing here? Come on. You know, um, I almost didn't, I almost didn't even want to do, um, an MAS on this because it was 40 minutes. And then I was like, what? No, no, no. You know me, I'm always like, less is more. And so I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we got, we got to do this. So, so I, so I definitely did. I, I, uh, I was like, yeah, this is something that some people know about this movie. This isn't, this isn't like one of those titles that's, uh, this isn't one of those titles that's like, oh, no one is, no, no. I mean, it's definitely a cult, culty title and it's definitely, um, not highly overseen, but it's not like one of those movies where, um, nobody you know, has seen like yeah, th this movie circulated. Uh, some of the horror types of people 
who you would expect have seen have seen Guzu have come and saw this movie. Um, probably because it's got it's by the director who did the entrails movies, the two entrail movies, um, which are a little bit more of a, have a bigger cult awareness and so 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 yeah. But it's it, it's definitely still um, MAS material. You know, it gets the MAS uh, <clears throat> stamp of approval. As I lose my voice, I think that's I think that's the universe telling me to uh, to wrap it up. Um, and I will try and uh, keep this episode. You know, because again, I feel it does feel appropriate to to do an episode that's around the same time, roughly of of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm you know, I'll probably I'm a long winded guy, so it's gonna be a little longer. You know, forty minute movie. You know, podcast. You know, around uh, sub fifty minutes, not quite an hour. Um, I feel like that's that's appropriate cutoff for me, right? Like, it's just let's just. Let's just keep it nice and nice and short here, uh, just like just like Guzu. So yeah, um, definitely uh, go check out Guzu. Um, check out you know Komizu uh, in general because as, as I've already mentioned before, uh, he might come back because he's definitely a filmmaker who's making uh, movies that are uh, MAS. Uh, I don't know. He makes MAS movies. Um, again. So, as always, uh, I do not know how to end podcasts. Uh, so, uh, it's over. See you uh, next episode. <laughs>